Hey, this is Scott. And Burke. From the Davis and Davis Show, the podcast for everything Ohio. Two guys who met at the University of Akron and have a love for Northern Ohio. We talk about everything from entertainment to motorsports to fine wine and spirits. Do you want to get a little insight on Northern Ohio from the perspective of two middle-aged men? Well, as we say, grab a beer, a glass of wine, sit down, relax, and listen. New shows every Thursday morning at 6 a.m. Eastern. Just go to www.redcircle.com slash Davis and Davis. Or find us on Apple Podcasts, Prime Podcasts, Google Podcasts. Check out our Facebook page at Davis and Davis. We're not a real law firm. And we just don't care. Welcome to the Burley Gunner Show. All right, let's do this. Welcome to the Burley Gunner Show right here on the Cleveland Sports Fan Network. ClevelandSportsFan.com, Apple Podcast, Red Circle, all that jazz. Facebook page, Cleveland Sports Fan. Make sure you go give us a like, a follow, a shout out on the Facebook page. Visit ClevelandSportsFan.com. The merch is up, ready to go, ready to be purchased, ready to be worn out in the streets, ready to be worn in all the stadiums that you go to when you root for your teams. Super Bowl week. You excited? I'm not. Nah, it's whatever. I mean, the Bengals, did, are they really in the Super Bowl? Are the Cincinnati Bengals really in the Super Bowl? Joe Burrow? Jamar Chase? Man. Oh, my goodness. <sighs> Cleveland, we got a problem. Cleveland, we got a problem. Because at the beginning of the season, we said that we had a better team than the Cincinnati Bengals, and that may be true, but their two first-round draft picks of the last two years are now in the Super Bowl, leading them that way. I mean, you, you can't say anything about anything other than Jamar Chase and Joe Burrow. I mean, if the Bengals don't have Jamar Chase and Joe Burrow, they're not, they're not in the Super Bowl. They're not in the Super Bowl. Joe Burrow... If he's not the quarterback of the Cincinnati Bengals, they're not in the Super Bowl. They don't. I mean, they don't have a great defense. They don't have a great offense. They don't have. I mean, what? Who? What? What's their? What's their biggest? The the biggest weakness of the Cincinnati Bengals? Their offensive line. Somehow, some way, Joe Burrow in the first round of the playoffs was able to get hit, sacked nine times, and still came out with a road victory over the number one seed. And then he took his team. Two arrowhead and completed a game-winning drive. Oh, he also did that in the regular season at home against the Chiefs. Baker, are you listening? Hey, Bake. Buddy. I know you were hurt this year, but I don't know if I can ever remember a game-winning drive that you led in four years of being with the Cleveland Browns. I can't think of a single time Baker Mayfield led the Browns on a game-winning drive. Sure, last year was great. You know, the Browns won 11 games, went into the playoffs. You know, they got a victory against the Steelers. That's all great. But I could make the argument that in every single one of those wins, they would have done the same thing with Kirk Cousins or with... Uh, Case Keenum. What if the Browns had Joe Burrow? Super Bowl, right? I mean, you'd have to assume Super Bowl, right? We could all agree that the Browns as a whole, offense, defense, special teams, everything, besides, I would say, quarterback, Cleveland is highly highly superior over Cincinnati. Why am I saying this? Joe Burrow is going to attempt to be the first ever quarterback to win a national championship, a Heisman Award, and a Super Bowl. And he's going to do it in three years' time. Think about that. Think about that. Joe Burrow, in, in, in really his 
only legitimate football seasons as a D1 athlete or a professional, he has done the following. Led almost every statistical category in the history of college football as a quarterback. Broke as many records as, as you could. Had the greatest regular season and playoff run in a quarterback in college history. Won the national championship. Won the Heisman. Gets drafted. Is hurt. So we won't we won't count last year. He's hurt. And he comes back in his first year and he takes his team to the Super Bowl. They won four games last year. They won two before. The year before, they won two games. They've won six games in the last two years. They're going to the Super Bowl? If Joe Burrow wins, I mean, you got you to gotta label him as the greatest quarterback in, in the NFL. He has to be the number one quarterback. Right? I mean, you... I just told you that no one has ever won a national championship, a Heisman, and a Super Bowl. He's going to do it in three years. That is if they beat the Rams. But he would do it in three years' time. So, in, in, in really his whole entire life as a D1 athlete, his whole career as a D1 athlete and a pro, he's had two full seasons where he was... The, the, the spotlight, the star of the team, the quarterback. And one of those years, he was the most dominating quarterback we've ever seen in college. Wins a national championship, wins a Heisman. And then in the year number two, he's in the Super Bowl. Cleveland, what? What? Who? How? how didn't Big Ben just retire? You know, the guy from Ohio that the Cleveland Browns didn't draft. Obviously, they couldn't have drafted Joe Burrow. But the Browns didn't draft Ben. He goes to Pittsburgh. And we have to deal with him for 20 years. Is that what I got to do again? Is that what this is? Just tell me now. Just just tell me now. I'll prepare myself. Is that what this is? Is Joe Burrow going to be the, the new Ben Roethlisberger in the, in the AFC North? Is that what this is? Gotta be freaking kidding me. I'm just being honest with you. I'm not I'm not trying to sugarcoat anything. I'm not lying to you. Okay? I'm not I'm not trying to create a story. This pains me as much as it does Browns fans listening. If you're on the West Coast, you know, if you're in Florida, wherever you are, if you're in you know, Overseas, however you're listening, you it might you might be happy to hear this. Browns fans were not happy to hear this. This is this is not good. This is scary. This is scary. The fact is, Joe Burrow led his team to the Super Bowl in half the time that Baker Mayfield could with a ten times better roster. So win or lose, the Bengals are in the driver's seat. You can say what you want. Browns own Bengals. The Browns own Cincy. Well, guess what? The reason the Browns own Cincy is because the defensive line owns the offensive line of the Bengals. I hate to break it to you, but the Bengals, they may be a a poorly run organization, but I don't think they're complete idiots. I don't think they're stupid. I think they understood that they were taking a risk drafting Jamar Chase in the first round over Laramie Tunsil or whoever they were going to grab as the number one overall draft pick. I don't think they're dumb. It obviously worked out, and I think that they're smart enough to understand that moving forward, they have to build their offensive line. So they're only going to get better. That off, If you give Joe Burrow an extra second, an extra two seconds to buy some time in the pocket. You take away half of his sacks. They're in the Super Bowl this year. Remember that. They weren't supposed to be here. They're only going to get better. They're only getting better. They're going to build their offensive line. And that is only going to hurt Cleveland's chances of beating them. So you don't own them. 
You may, you may, Joe Burrow, you may be able to say Joe Burrow's never beaten the Browns. You may, you may be able to say that Baker Mayfield versus Joe Burrow, Baker Mayfield's undefeated. Fine, sure. That's the regular season, though. What about when they got to the playoffs? You went up against Kansas City, Baker, and you couldn't get the job done. Actually, Patrick Mahomes left the game, didn't play the second half. Who the hell was playing quarterback? Chad Henney? Huh? Joe Burrow just beat the Chiefs twice. Last year, you lost him in the playoffs. You get a revenge game this year. You lose him again. You blew a lead both games. Joe Burrow beat the Chiefs both times. Not only that, he came from behind to do it in both games. Baker, you have to be able to do that. I can't come on here any longer and make excuses for your injury if I can't legitimately remember a time that you have come from behind to win a late game. I can't. I can't think of one. The Bengals are in the Super Bowl. OBJ is in the Super Bowl. The Browns didn't even make the playoffs, sitting at home watching it. Shout out Jarvis Landry. Jarvis Landry getting some uh, media action, talking to Odell in his interview. Good for him. Uh, Jarvis probably, in it, my, my opinion, I don't think Jarvis is going to be back uh, next year. Yeah, I could be totally wrong on that one. I just don't see it. I don't, I don't, I, I don't see it. And I wouldn't be necessarily heard about it. It sucks because I love Jarvis Landry and he's such a huge key guy in the locker room. But after the whole Odell thing, I don't know. He stopped talking to media. Never heard from him. This is the first time. That interview was the first interview that I heard from Jarvis Landry since Odell was cut by the Browns. I don't know if he's still that, that locker room dominant captain that he once was i don't know because we don't we don't hear from him you don't hear from him and any any insider that's inside the browns locker room that i hear from it sounds like it's not the same sounds like it's not the same uh captain like feel so jarvis again i love you dog i'd love to have you back but we need your mind right and I'm not saying, and then I'm not, this isn't because of the Odell thing. Okay, whatever. You guys are best friends. I, you should support your friend. Okay, you should. But Jarvis, man, come on. Jamar Chase, look what he just did. Look what he just did in his first year. I need you, dog. I need you. I'm just not, I'm not in a great mood. I'm going to be in a foul mood all week. I apologize. I'm not thrilled that the Bengals are going to the Super Bowl. My my gut tells me they're going to win the damn Super Bowl, and I'm not happy about it because it doesn't make sense. On paper, when you look at the teams, it doesn't make sense. This is going to be the the, the best pass rush that they, the Bengals have faced throughout the entirety of the playoffs. Throughout the entirety of the playoffs. The Rams. You got Von Miller, you got Aaron Donald. The the DBs are are elite. They're gonna get after Joe Burrow. Joe Burrow should probably be you said he got say nine times against Tennessee. Okay, well then he should be sacked eighteen times against the Rams. I don't I, I just the Bengals are gonna the Bengals would have to win. The Bengals would have to win a shootout for this one to 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 go their way. Now, on paper, that doesn't make sense. I don't see how the Bengals are going to win a shootout. They're not going to be able to put up a lot of points on the Rams. And they're definitely not going to be able to stop the Rams. On paper, you'd think Rams win 31-14, to 14, right? I don't know, man. My gut tells me somehow, someway, Joe Burr is going to pull this one out of his ass. I might drive to Pittsburgh over the weekend, put a little wager, a little uh, 
little wager on the Bengals to win the Super Bowl. That way, when my heart's ripped out of me, I can at least cash out. You know, I can't wait till the NFL season's over. I really can't. I love the NFL. It's probably my favorite sport, even more than college basketball, more than the MLB, more than the NHL, more than the NBA. But man, I am going, uh, a weight will be have lifted off of my shoulders when the NFL season is over with. When the clock hits zero and the Super Bowl is done, hopefully we've got blue confetti but I'm ready for the NFL season to be over. You want to know you want to know how that's the case cuz I'm about to talk about the NBA. And we don't we don't ever talk about the NBA here on the Burley Gunner show, but I'm so sick of the NFL that I'm ready to talk NBA. Let's talk Kyrie Irving. James Harden Wants out of Brooklyn. Right? That's the news going around. Harden wants to wants to be out. They just got him. They just got James Harden. Why does he want to leave? Because Kyrie is toxic. Because Kyrie Irving, for some reason, it's never made sense to me. I want to I I, I want to not have this thought. But I can't stop having this thought. Kyrie's toxic. Kyrie's not a good teammate. Whatever it is. I don't know. I don't understand it. But for forever this has been that way. It's been this way forever. Go back to Duke. Go back to Duke. Kyrie, in like the eighth game of the season, he gets hurt. Duke's best player. Duke's best player, freshman Kyrie Irving, has a has a hurt toe and has to sit out the rest of the season, okay? And what happens? Duke finds momentum. Remember, this is the year after winning a national championship in 2010. So Duke wins a national championship in 2010. They get Kyrie Irving. They bring, you know, a lot of the same guys back in the ne- in the, in, the, in the next season. They still had Nolan Smith they had a team that was developing very, very well without Kyrie Irving. Okay? They win the ACC. They go into the tournament, right? What happens? They win the first two games, and now there's news that Kyrie Irving is going to rejoin the team for the Sweet 16 matchup against Arizona. And guess what? Duke, who was supposed to win that game and probably would have went on to win the national championship because Coach K had that team whipped into shape and they were firing at the right time on all cylinders. What happens? Kyrie comes back and Duke loses. They get upset in the Sweet 16 to Arizona. Kyrie comes to the, the the NBA. He gets drafted in Cleveland. <clears throat> Never once had a winning season. Never once had a winning season until LeBron came. LeBron comes to Cleveland. <clears throat> they play three years together. What happens? They only win one championship, and they had to come back from three to one to do it. So guys like me should argue that they shouldn't even have one championship. Okay, if Draymond Green doesn't get suspended in game five, then I don't know that we have a championship. But the bottom line is, out of three years that Kyrie played with LeBron James, they could only get it done once. There is no coincidence that out of the big three, LeBron, Kevin Love, and Kyrie Irving, there is no coincidence that Kyrie Irving was the one who was dealt. No coincidence there. Everyone said, they gotta get rid of Kevin Love. Kevin Love's gotta go. Trade Kevin Love and some picks for Anthony Davis. 
Would, does that sound great? Absolutely. Would they have won the chip? Couldn't tell you. Didn't happen. Won't make a prediction. But there's no coincidence that Kevin Love stayed on the team, LeBron James stayed on the team, and they traded Kyrie Irving. They actually downgraded. They downgraded. You would have thought when Golden State went out and added Kevin Durant to match Cleveland's big three, now they have a big four, you would have thought the Cavs would have added a piece. You would have thought the Cavs would have made a way to to go get Anthony Davis or go get Chris Paul without moving any of their pieces. What did they do instead? They wanted Kyrie gone so bad and Kyrie wanted out so bad that they dealt him for Isaiah Thomas. A completely disrespectful downgrade to Cleveland Cavalier fans who were expecting well after well they want this is what we were expecting in Cleveland <clears throat> the warriors won the first finals the cavs won the second finals the warriors added kevin durant to beat the cavs in the third finals so what's going to happen in the fourth finals well the cavs are going to add and they're going to go and they're going to beat kevin durant and the warriors they did the exact opposite. They downgraded. They got Isaiah Thomas and they got swept in the finals by that same Warriors team. I remember. I was at the beach when it happened. My buddy, my buddies, are you sure you want to go to, should we reschedule the trip? The finals are the, no, no, let's just go. Let's just go. You don't want to go to, you don't want to be in Cleveland. You don't want to be in the watch. You don't want to go to, no, nope. Let's just go to the beach. We'll watch it at the beach. And they got swept. So, what happens next? He goes to Boston. I almost forgot he was in Boston because he was literally there as long as I could take a freaking nap. I took a nap, and Kyrie Irving is no longer in Boston. Coincidence? I'd like to think not. Now he's in Brooklyn. Paired up with Kev, with Kevin Durant. They go out and they get James Harden. Why do they go get James Harden? Because Kyrie Irving was unavailable. Unavailable. They built this team together just for Kyrie Irving to be unavailable. So they go get Harden. And now what happens? Kyrie comes back. He's playing part-time. He won't play home games. He's not vaxxed. That's not what this is about. He's back, and now Harden wants to be out. Harden wants to go. Who's the problem? Who is the problem? Kyrie, dude, I love you. I want to at least. I'm a Duke guy. I'm a Cavs guy. You're, you went to Duke. You played with Coach K. You wore Duke across your chest. You got drafted number one overall to my team. You won a championship with my Cavs. You hit the game-winning shot in the finals, game seven over Curry in my... That was on my team. You would think you're my favorite player ever. I almost despise you. You're, you, you, you make no sense to me, dog. None. You make zero sense to the basketball world. You're so gifted. You're so good. The, the, one of the best ball handlers, get to the rim, shot, step back, you name it, you've got it. You're pretty much Kobe Bryant 2.0. But your teammates hate you. And you, the fans hate you. And I'm beginning to hate you. I don't know, man. I don't know. I don't get it. Like I said... Duke player gets drafted by the Cavs number one overall and wins a championship with Cleveland. 
I mean, that, that's got favorite athlete. I should have, I should have endless fat heads hanging in my man cave of Kyrie Irving. I should have uh, endless autographs, jerseys, basketballs, plaques, pictures, you name it. But I don't. I don't. Why? I don't know. Speaking of the Cavs, everyone's talking about LeBron coming back to Cleveland. Should LeBron come back to Cleveland? LeBron, should LeBron come back to Cleveland? I'm hearing this all over Cavs fans. Oh, LeBron, come back to Cleveland. Come back to Cleveland. We got a better team now. Better better team. You left before. You came back. We won a chip. Let's do it again. It's not the same thing. It's not the same thing. You're talking about, you're talking about the first time LeBron came back, he got to be paired with an all-star Kyrie Irving. They had the number one pick in the draft that they could have either drafted Andrew Wiggins, Jabari Parker, however they wanted to slice it, and they, and they could have traded the pick. They could have got Kevin Love. They were, they were like the worst team in basketball. The, the roster was completely different from year on to, uh, f- from year to year. This isn't that. The Cavs are good now. The Cavs have pieces that they want to keep. They don't have room to be paying LeBron $30 million a year. Now, if he came back right now, if the Cavs traded for him right now, for the next two years, I mean, I would have to assume that LeBron makes everyone better, that it can't hurt the Cavs. But long term, I don't know that you want LeBron to come back. I don't know that you want LeBron to come back. Again, think about it. Last time, it was pretty much Kyrie, and then they went and traded for Kevin Love, and they brought in LeBron, and everybody, nobody else mattered. No, nobody else mattered. Everybody else was was easily re- replaceable, expendable. Hell, Kyrie Irving was replaceable. There's who's replaceable on this team? Who's who 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 are we gonna who are we gonna ship out? Who if he so if we if we tr- who do you, you want to trade for LeBron? Who are we trading? We are we giving L.A. Mobley? Are we giving Evan Mobley to to L.A.? I don't think so. Is L.A. going to trade LeBron for Colin Sexton? No. So who are you trading? If you're waiting until he's a free agent, well, you, you're you're waiting too long. First of all. Second of all. Who are you not paying in a couple of years because you have LeBron? Who are you not going to pay? Darius Garland, is he due for a contract extension pretty soon? Yeah. Are you not going to give it to him? Guys, we've got to get off this, this, this completely stupid and brainwashed feeling that we have to have LeBron James to be a good basketball town. We don't. I understand that in my lifetime, the Cavs have never been good without LeBron until this year, but we don't. You gotta, you gotta figure it out. You have to move off of LeBron. I heard this the other day. Man, I really hope the Cavs can set themselves up to get the number one pick when Bronny is able to be drafted. What? We don't even know if he can play. We don't even know if he's going to be anything anything close to his dad. You want Bronny to come here to save the day? We got to get over this notion that we need LeBron or his son to save the day in Cleveland in order to win a championship. You don't. The Cavs, the Cavs don't have LeBron James. Okay? And they were Buyers at the trade deadline. The Cavs. Third best team in the East. They're like a game or two out of first place in the East. And they're buyers at the trade deadline? They just got Karis LeVert for a bag of chips. What? We're, we're done. We're over LeBron. It's over. Move on, move on, move past that, move past that. 
Obviously, if a perfect scenario lined the table and you could tell me LeBron James could be traded here today, we don't give up anything, and he is going to make the team better, and he's only going to stay for a couple of years, so we don't have to worry about re-signing our, our, our future, then so be it. Bring the king back. I'd love it. It's not realistic. It's not realistic. There are pieces. There's moving parts. It's a puzzle. Back in 2014, when LeBron came here, there was a puzzle. We had two pieces. It was it was a 50-piece puzzle. We had two pieces. We were missing 48 other pieces. So I, it's, it's totally different. We have 48 of the 50 pieces now. We just added Levert. There's 49. What we missing? We're missing one piece. I don't even know if we're missing one piece. But the Cavs might literally go to the finals. I can't believe I'm saying that. A month ago, I told you that if you thought the Cavs were going to make the playoffs, you were nuts. They might go to the finals. You want LeBron? For what? I'd rather. I would rather LeBron come back and be a part owner of the Cavs, or the, the general manager of the Cavs. Just to be honest. I hope Bronny's good. I'm not I'm not sitting here looking three years down the road going, Oh my god, I hope we can get LeBron's son. We don't even know we don't even know we don't even know what his draft stock is gonna be. I would assume high, just because of his name. I mean you draft LeBron James Jr., you're gonna sell tickets, okay? You're gonna sell jerseys. That's a, that's a very good business move. Is he gonna is is he gonna make it on the court? That's a big name to live up to. LeBron James. You almost feel bad for Bronny. That's a that's that, those are hard shoes to fill. Size 18s, big feet. What? I am just electric today. I'm just going on and on. Haven't taken a break yet. <sighs> Shout out to the uh, buckets. The burning river buckets. They're playoff bound. Oh yeah. We're playoff bound, baby. First year of franchise existence in the burning river buckets are playoff bound, baby. Oh yeah, I'm so excited for it. We dropped we hard loss against the number 10th ranked team in the country, the Ohio Bruins, um, over the weekend. But man, a good battle, um, good fight, but we're playoff bound. Enough, got enough done in the regular season to clinch the playoffs. And again, in the first year of the ABA, there's been 50 years of the ABA. It goes all the way back to Julius Irving. Okay, Julius Irving highlighted the ABA. And 50 years later, here come the Burning River Buckets in their first year of existence. I've said this many times. I'll say it again. I can't tell you how grateful I am, how proud I am to be a bucket, how proud I am to be a part of the organization of the Burning River Buckets. It, it, and saying organization is just is is just totally disrespectful. That is a family. I am a part of a family with the Burning River Buckets. I couldn't be happier. And and next year should be, you know, even more fun. It, it should be even better next year. But this year's not done. Again, did I mention it? We're playoff bound. The Buckets are playoff bound, baby. That's right. Going to the playoffs. Going to the playoffs. This weekend uh, will be in Akron. Taking on Akron, Aviators. We beat them uh, on our home court earlier in the season before the new year. I'm going to go try to do it again. But again, th these these regular season games just pretty much exhibition to this point. We're playoff bound, baby. Playoff bound. Playoffs? Playoffs? You talking about playoffs? We're not talking about the game. No, 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 no. I didn't come on here to talk about the game over the weekend. I didn't come on here to talk about the game that's going to happen on Saturday. No, 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 no. Talking about playoffs. Playoffs? What's the MLB doing? Do we even have to talk about it? Are we even going to have a season? Are we ever going to have baseball again? You know what they remind me of? And this might sound cliche to you. Literally reminds me of, like, the fourth grade lunch table. You remember sitting at lunch table, fourth grade, 
and you're arguing with your buddies. You're, you, you, could, you could be arguing about something that happened while you were watching Zoe 101 from the night before. And nothing makes sense. Later on, you go back and you say, why were we even arguing about that? That's what this feels like. It feels completely immature, irresponsible. I don't want to talk about it. Uh, I'm required to touch up on it, but the uh, preseason is supposed to start February 26th. That's not going to happen. I hate to break it to you. That's not going to happen. Might not be such a bad thing for Cleveland if he, uh, if the regular season gets pushed back because, you know, it snows in the first month of baseball here. I remember a couple of years ago, I was standing in line opening day 30 minutes before the gates opened. We're excited to see our, our tribe. And guess what? They over the PA system. Oh, uh, uh, today's game has been uh, po- po- postponed till tomorrow due to the, the what inclement weather. Bullshit. Snow in Cleveland. Fine. You want to start in you you want to start in June? I'm for it. I'm for it. Does does Duke does Duke own North Carolina? Like, can we just can we put that? Can we put that in the in set in stone? Like Coach K owned North Carolina, right? Right? Come on, come on! If anybody thought that Duke was gonna lose Coach K's final trip to the Dean Dome and and Hubert's first game as a head coach, I get he was an assistant for ten years. Whatever. Coach K's final game in the Dean Dome. I'm not going to lie to you. I was blown away. I I did not expect that. Okay? I had to record the game. A lot of you know I had a broadcast with the Buckets on Saturday night. It tipped at 7. The North Carolina game was at 6. All right? I recorded it. Little did I know at halftime of my broadcast for the Buckets that Duke was beating North Carolina's ass. They smoked them. I watched it at at midnight, turned it on at at, at midnight. You kidding me? I'm I'm 10 minutes through the freaking game and I'm like, I recorded this for this? And that started getting fun because, you know, what? North Carolina started to make a comeback in the first half. And I saw all the heels fans in the crowd start cheering. And no, 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 no. I said, all right, run up the score. Run it up in the second half. Let's go after them. Let's run it up. 20-point victory. No problem. No problemo. Coach K, I mean, especially in the last, what, 10 years, it's been all Duke. Duke just owns North Carolina. They own them. There was a there was a stretch, a period of time where, you know, Carolina with the, you know, the John Henson team with, you know, who else do they have? Uh, uh Tyler Hans or not Tyler Hansborough. Uh Tyler Zeller. You know, that team made a little run at Duke and they they were probably better than Duke, but still Duke had Austin Rivers that year and they had Coach K and they still beat him. They still beat them. This is, and this isn't going away, all right? North Carolina, I mean, it's not like North Carolina still has Roy Williams for the next decade. He's gone, all right? Now, Huey, now sure, yeah, he, he's probably a really good coach. Played at North Carolina, knows a lot about the school, has been an assistant since like 2012 with North Carolina, been on the bench with Roy Williams for 10 years. I get that. And they're not going anywhere. But neither is Duke. And if you think for a second, just because Coach K's gone, that Duke's going to be, you know, irrelevant, I hate to break it to you, top five recruiting class next year. Again, again, another top five recruiting class. In the, in the hands of now John Shire, who not only played at Duke, he won a national championship at Duke. And if you remember that national championship team, they weren't supposed to win it. They weren't supposed to win it. You know why they won it? Because John Shire and the big three, can't give all the credit to John Shire, but a lot of it goes to him. Him and Nolan Smith and Kyle Singler, those are those those guys aren't 
Those guys aren't dominant basketball players. They weren't even the best in, in the league. Yet they're, they're going for wooden awards and they're winning national titles. Why? Because they're built for Duke. That's it. They are built for Duke. And John Shire with Nolan Smith as his assistant is a perfect tandem to lead the Blue Devils for the next 20 to 30 years. You want to talk about a dynasty? It ain't over yet, baby. It ain't over yet. There ain't no way. You've got Duke in the mix every, year in and year out. You think that's going away? Nah. Kids are still going to go to Duke. Kids are still going to want to co- play with Coach Shire. Why? Because Coach Shire was a product of Coach K. All right? What are we going to... Can we call him Coach J? Coach John Shire? Can we call him Coach J? I like that. I kind of like that. And, and, and by the way, can we, can we please agree on something here? Please? College basketball is, is by far more superior to college football in every aspect. When it comes to, when it comes to competition, let's just talk about the competition, okay? Look, at, look ahead to next year, college football. Who's going to win the college football playoff? Who's going to win the national title? Alabama? Ohio State? The next best SEC team? Who's going to win? Because other than those teams, and maybe the next best team in college football for next year, no one's going to shot. And it's not just, it's not just, well, it's mainly because the format. The format is just not fair. You've got a bunch of teams at the end of the year. Uh, You've got 10 one-loss teams. You've got 10 two-loss teams. Maybe a couple undefeated. It's hard to piece it all together, especially when they're not playing out of conference. They're they're not playing too many out of conference games. And even if you do, you've got Ohio State versus Oregon. Big deal. That's one. Can't, it's hard to scale these teams. Who's going to be who's going to be the the national champion this year in college basketball? Could it be Auburn? Could it be um Duke? Could it be Gonzaga? Purdue? Arizona? Kentucky? Houston? Kansas? Texas Tech? Baylor? UCLA? Illinois, Villanova, Wisconsin, Michigan State, Tennessee, USC, who? UConn, Xavier, who? Villanova, Wisconsin, did I say them? You get the point. It's up for grabs for anybody. Anybody could win it. You're not sitting in the middle of the season. We're about quarter way through, and, and we know there's about 25 teams at least that could legitimately win the national title. So, you can't say that in college football. By week seven, week eight, 90% of the country is done. Imagine being, imagine being a, 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 an Auburn fan for college football. You essentially have to beat Alabama or you have no chance to go to the college football playoff. Because what, what happens? If you lose to Bama, even if you win outright, every other game you win outright, okay? You lost to Bama. Odds are Bama's going to have the same record as you. And guess what? They beat you. They beat you. There's no, there's no hope for, for 90% of the country preseason. I mean, I get it. We're going, I'll go to the Mac. I get it's the Mac. It's not a power five. So maybe it's not fair, but essentially Kent state or Akron would, they, they literally have to go undefeated to have a chance to go to the playoffs to a chance to, to win it all. And even if they do, there's going to be writers that say, well, they're in the Mac. They don't deserve it. They're, they, you're undefeated in the Mac. So. I mean, college basketball, it's just not, it's just not like that.
You have big games night in and night out. And what you're telling these kids is you better win enough games to get in the tournament. We allow, we allow 64 teams in, you know, 68 if you count the, the four add-ins that they did a couple of uh, seasons ago. But there's, I mean, it's still competitive. You're getting elite action on a Tuesday night. Listen to the games on a Tuesday night. Just These are just top 25 games, okay? Only tw- top 25 games. You had UCLA and Stanford. You had UConn and Marquette. Auburn went into Arkansas and lost. It was the, probably the loudest gym that I've seen all season. Okay? Wisconsin goes to Michigan State, beats them on the road. Places rocking. Villanova, St. John's, Illinois and Purdue, even though that was a dud. I mean, Illinois, Illinois and Purdue was a dud. But it's, still, you're getting great games. Okay? Today. How about today? Xavier and Seton Hall. Texas Tech and Oklahoma. Look Look ahead. Look Look. The rest of the week, Duke just lost at home. They get to play Clemson. ACC matchup. Rivalry matchup. Purdue and Michigan. Look at Saturday. Saturday in college basketball. Texas and Baylor. Oklahoma and Kansas. Seton Hall versus Villanova. I mean, you, you can't make this up. You don't get this in college football every day. Indiana, Michigan State, Florida, Kentucky, TCU, Texas Tech, Butler, Marquette. I, hello? Ohio State, Michigan. Ohio State, Michigan. That's like the 12th rated game on Saturday's college basketball slate. Vanderbilt and, and Tennessee. Okay? St. Mary's and Gonzaga. UCLA versus USC. That's all Saturday. That's all Saturday. You could, I mean, you could say what you want. It is how it is. There's a lot that plays into it. I'm not saying that college basketball. I'm not, I'm not just saying it's better because basketball is better than football. Quite frankly, I like football better than basketball. I like the NFL. The NFL is way better than the NBA. When it comes to college, though, it's not the the one thing that college does need to change, and I've said this before on the show, one thing that I like about college football more than I like about college basketball, I, I can't stand the one-and-dones. I can't stand the one-and-dones. You'd get a better product on the court. I mean, it's crazy, I know. You're still getting great product, but you'd get better product if the kids weren't going one-and-done. And this is how you fix that. It's simple. You tell the kids, okay, fine. If you want to go pro out of high school, that's fine. You make a choice. You sink or swim, okay? There ain't no do-overs, though. You would, if you don't make it, you're trying out for G Leagues until you do, okay? Option B, you go to school and you're required to stay there for three years. Why three years? Why, why, not, why three, not two? Because if you stay three years, then you're more compelled to stay a fourth year. The likelihood of you just staying and, and being a freshman to a senior is 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 very, very, very likely. The college basketball game itself. Now you wouldn't get you wouldn't get the you know the Paolo Bancaros, all right, or the Andrew Wiggins, all right, or the DeAndre Aytons, okay, the Jason Tatum's, you're not gonna get them guys. You're not going to get that in college. You'll get some of them, but you're not going to get all of them. Because there's going to be some clear-cut talent that is just going to say, okay, screw this. I'm not going to play college basketball for three years. I'm just going to go pro. But then there are guys who go one and done who probably shouldn't go one and done. And they were they would be in school for three more years. They would build their game and they would build it up to an elite level, and we wouldn't have busts in the NBA. So this will also make the NBA better. I don't know. Maybe the NBA should should suggest something. Hey, you know, stop letting these kids go to school for one year and then come out because they're not ready, you know. Sink or swim. You got an option. I just think if you made the choice, if you gave a, if you gave 
an 18-year-old a choice to go to the NBA or go to college for three years versus one year in college, I think there would be a lot more question on if you're ready to go straight to the pros or if you're ready to go into college. How do you want to play it? That's my take on it. But as aside from that, college basketball is so much more fun to watch. It's so much more fun to uh, just enjoy as a whole, follow as a fan. I'm watching Big East basketball on a Wednesday. It's fun as hell. These game these games are so good. So good. Hell hell the Horizon League. I I watch Horizon League basketball religiously. Maybe it's just me, maybe it's just my taste, but yeah, the college football, man, there's so the co- so much to do. There's so much to do. Imagine being a, a, a an Indiana fan or a Nebraska fan in the Big Ten. Yeah, okay. We got to go undefeated practically to make it into the college football playoff. How fun is that? How fun is that to root for? Duke just got upset. They lost to Virginia at the buzzer. What have you told me? Well, they lost, so they're not going to go. They got to be undefeated or they... They lost to Miami earlier in the year. That's two losses. What? Got to change something. Something's got to give. Something's got to change. You don't see the NFL. And a lot of it has to do with the amount of games that are being played, right? But you don't see the NFL just say, well, we just played 17 games. Now these are the two best teams or the four best teams. Let's have them play in a 14 play. No. You gotta find a. You have to find a fine line to separate the good teams from the bad teams, and the good teams are able to play for the right for the championship. That's all I've got. Thanks for listening on the Cleveland Sports Fan Network, ClevelandSportsFan.com, Apple Podcast, and Red Circle. Follow me on Twitter at Burley Gunner. Follow me on Book It at Burley Gunner. I'll tweet some links uh, later on. Throughout the throughout the week, if you want to watch the Buckets broadcast against the Akron Aviators this Saturday night, Friday night, I will be at Rhodes Arena in Akron. Just talked about college basketball. Yeah, I'm excited for a MAC basketball game. Akron, Kent State. You know damn well I'm gonna be rocking in Rhodes Arena as I'm I'm gonna be on Akron's side of things and we're taking that wagon wheel kent state got akron earlier in the season i think akron's going to take it to kent state and we're going to take that wagon wheel until next week until i talk to you again cleveland sports fan network clevelandsportsfan.com i'm burley gunner and this 